The text that calls for our attention on this, the Feast of Epiphany, is that gospel reading from Matthew chapter 2, where we hear about the arrival of those wise men from the East. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's become a pretty standard image around Christmas time. The picture shows three men and their camels headed towards a star. And the caption reads, Wise men still seek him. And instinctively, those of us who know this story of Epiphany smile when we see the sign. We think about those wise men coming from afar to worship the baby Jesus. And we who still gather to worship that same Jesus in our day feel a certain camaraderie with those travelers from the East. But today as we stop to celebrate Epiphany and to hear again about the arrival of the wise men, I would suggest that we need to stop and think about what the story is really all about. But you see, if we think that Epiphany is all about the wisdom of these wise men that resulted in them ending up at Jesus' cradle, well then we have missed something very important. Likewise, if we somehow think our relationship with Jesus rests on our wisdom or our understanding, we have missed something very critical indeed. You know, in the end, that phrase on those signs or bumper stickers is true. But we want to make sure today that we don't put the cart before the horse. Certainly today, we do stop and marvel that this group of Gentile magi from the east come and worship the king of the Jews. It's certainly an odd enough occurrence that we should stop and ask what is going on. But when we consider exactly all that is going on, we must conclude that first and foremost, Epiphany is about God seeking out those wise men, rather than the wise men seeking out Jesus. You know, every year, although we sing that song, We Three Kings, which tells us about those kings who came from afar to worship that newborn baby, we must know that the word actually in the Greek is not the word for kings. We really don't have anything in the scriptures to tell us necessarily that these men were kings. The word is magoi, or as we often hear it, Magi. And that word magi is the word that we get our word magician from. Yes, these men were most likely Persian or Babylonian sages who were steeped in all sorts of astronomy and astrology and perhaps other forms of magic. Many translators translate that word magi in other places in the scripture as sorcerers. What's my point? Well, don't let the camels, the gifts, and the cool hats fool you. These men were lost in all sorts of ways until they were brought to Bethlehem by God. 
They were unbelieving Gentiles, primarily using the skies to guide their lives. At least in terms of spiritual things, they were not nearly as wise as we might like them to be. And yet, somehow they ended up there to worship Jesus. Somehow they saw that star. And they knew about a prophecy that the Jews had that spoke about a star and a Christ being born under it. Now many people throughout history have tried to speculate how all this happened. How did these magi that were far off in the east have any idea about Jewish prophecy? Some have suggested that perhaps those prophecies went with the Jews when they were brought into exile. And that some of these sages liked to, to sort of collect other people's religious writings. But the truth is, we don't need to know the exact details to answer the basic question of how these men ended up on bowed knee before the king of the Jews. They are there for one very simple reason. God made it happen. God wanted to call them to faith. He decided to gather them to Jesus. He wanted to enlighten them with the gift of his son. And so he made sure, one way or another, that that prophecy did make it into their hands. He made sure that star in the sky was bright enough to capture their attention. And he made sure that it led them accurately to that place where Jesus was born. In the small catechism, we confess, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but that the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the one true faith. Those wise men certainly could have confessed those words with us. For it was not so much that they came to Jesus, but that they were drawn to Jesus. They were enlightened by the Holy Spirit through those words of prophecy and through that notable star in the sky. Oh yes, they came, they worshipped, and they brought gifts, but they were the ones who truly left with unspeakable riches. For Jesus ultimately did not need their gifts, but they sure needed his. They needed that salvation only he could offer. Whether anyone called those men wise men, before the day they arrived up in Bethlehem, we don't know. But we can say that after they came there and worshipped that newborn king, the title fits. You see, the scriptures make clear that all true wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. Or put a little more into the language of the New Testament, that true wisdom flows from faith. All true wise men, therefore, know Jesus. And all who know Jesus are therefore true wise men or wise women. Yes, it's not that wise people, somehow of their own volition, decide to seek out Jesus and find him. It's that God seeks out people and makes them wise. 
by enlightening them with his Son, the very light of the world. Yes, this is as true for us as it is for anyone else. We seek after Jesus only because he first sought after us. We seek after him only because he went after us when we were wandering off in sinful foolishness. And we too can only truly be called wise because the Spirit has called us to faith through the gospel and through the gifts of God. You know, there's something about us humans that we're always tempted to want to claim credit for our relationship with God. Truth be told, we'd like people every once in a while to look at us and how we follow Jesus and say, wow, what good and wise people those are. Yes, we forget that all that kind of glory should go to God alone. Yes, many times we can want credit for our faith or for the deeds that flow from that faith. We feel like we should get at least a little recognition for those things that we do. We want people to remember that we come and worship the newborn king of the Jews. Even at this time of year when the temperatures fall along with the snow. We want people to remember the gifts of time and treasure that we offer to the king. We want people to look at us and say, look at those people. Such wise men and such wise women. Yes, all too often we decide that the faith should be about us. When obviously it should be only about Jesus. The truth is, the only reason you and I have faith, or do anything that be, can be called good or wise, is simply because God is still seeking out foolish people like us. Yes, he is the one still seeking. He is the one searching us out in the various places that we rebelliously wander off into each day. He's still seeking us out and drawing us back to life with his son. So this day we must admit that Epiphany is not really about what the wise men did. And at the same time we must admit that our faith is also not about what we do either. In both cases we must admit that if we were to claim that, we would be robbing glory that belongs to God and to that babe of Bethlehem and taking it for ourselves. Well, today we must confess our pride and our sins, knowing that God is faithful and just and will forgive those very sins. This very day, Jesus will seek us out. He will seek us out right in the midst of our pride, and he will call us to himself with his simple words, take and eat, take and drink, he will enlighten us with his son's body and blood. And as we gather around Jesus, then and only then can we truly be called wise men or wise women. For only through Christ's work does our foolishness find its end. Only through his work does his wisdom come to rest in us. Wise men still seek him? Well, yes, by God's grace. Only because he turns foolish ones 
into wise men and women. Only because he works faith in us that loves and delights in Christ and the things of his kingdom. Today you come here with all your foolish thoughts and deeds and words. God has called you here to be gathered around his son Jesus. And he will make you wise. And because of that true wisdom, of course, you now will seek him. You'll rejoice to come and worship him like those wise men do. You will seek to walk in his ways. But even in all of that, it's God that still gets the glory. For he's the one who has worked it all. He sought out the wise men, and he sought out you as well. Blessedly, he seeks out all people, for he wishes all to be saved. Yes, God is the one still seeking, and blessedly, he seeks people like us. We are all the wiser for it. Amen.